Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I am James BCP, a.k.a. Black Conservative Patriot. Big hug to all of y'all. I just played the introduction, and I was originally going to do a cold open where I was going to play this clip without any context as an opener before playing the musical introduction. And I just didn't want to be weird because this is a weird clip. So let me give you the context of what's going on here. Uh, This is the opening prayer last week at a Washoe County Commission hearing. They opened up the hearing to having once a month an invocation to start their meeting. And because the law says you don't have to have an invocation, but if you do have an invocation, then it must be open to people of different faiths. Similar to what happened in, in Iowa government building during Christmas when they allow people of any faith to have a display, a certain evil, wicked, and yes, demonic faith decided to show up and take advantage of religious freedom. Thank you for letting us here. My name is Jason. I am an organizer and founder of Reno Satanic, and I am here to give the invocation today. Let us begin. That's right. A Satanist gave the invocation at the Washoe County, and this is a Nevada committee meeting with a prayer to Satan. Now, fast forward this if you're offended by this. The reason why I didn't start the episode with this is because I didn't want you guys to think that I was invoking the name of Satan. I think this is educational because these are the people that we're dealing with. Maybe not this crackpot Satanist, but these people have the people in power. We're going to look at Davos today. We're going to look at evil in high places today. These people are sometimes openly and sometimes secretly Satanists. And I think this invocation is a window into the dark souls and the philosophies of these hedonist satanic folks. So once again, playing this invocation is not in any way, shape, or form. I think you probably know that. You're smart enough to realize that I'm not a satanist. But I think this is educational because we need to know our enemy. So... Here's the invocation. It's short. They're they're allowed two minutes for invocation, but luckily, this Satanist didn't take up the whole two minutes. In nomine de nostris, Satanus, Luciferi excelsi, in the name of the eternal rebel against tyrannical authority, in the spirit of your nature of the natural world, the freedoms of thought and expression, unprejudice, intellectual inquiry, economics, and social progress. Now, for those of you watching... As this Satanist is giving the invocation, he's reading it. There are some people sitting there going, what the hell? I mean, literally, what the hell is going on here? They're like, is this guy for real? They're looking to see if they're getting punked. If this is for real. And they're, they're, there's dismay as he's saying this. We're going to break this down in just a second. The, uh, the words coming out of his mouth and what they reveal about our opponent's and our enemies of freedom, light, and truth. To bring influence and guiding actions of nobility and justice to the decisions made in this chamber today. 
to act with might in the undertaking of responsibility that may lay ahead of this body before us today. The new age is dawning that these decisions will play a role in. For our liberation, for here and now is our day of joy. Here and now is our opportunity. May we seize this glorious day and its enchanting nights to celebrate the wonders of the natural world as we are all part of its boundless mysteries. In the spirit of the unconquerable sun, the bringer of light and knowledge, we say, Shemham Farash, hail Satan. Okay, um, Madam Clerk, we will now move to public comment. Alrighty then, let's get the party started now that we've got that weirdness behind us. If you heard, someone was like, in Jesus' name, they, 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 they wanted to bring light and the name of our Savior to dispel the darkness. Now, let's get into the text because these are the philosophies of Satanist, Luciferian, devil worshiper, demonic forces, and those at Davos, those in D.C., those in Brussels, those in any seats of power, or most seats of power. Reno Satanic, uh, Satanic's Jason Miller, not to be confused with the Jason Miller who started Getter <laughs> and a former advisor to President Trump, began by reciting a bit of Latin. I think you probably understood when he said Satanist Lucifer. You could tell he was talking about Satan and Lucifer. So, in the name of the eternal rebel against tyrannical authority. See, Satanists believe that uh, Satan is a victim of the tyrannical God the Father. That he is a victim. Wow, doesn't it sound like the leftist Marxist philosophy today? That we're all victims of a higher power. No personal responsibility for rebellion or for evil. Isn't that interesting? In the spirit of your nature of the natural world, the freedoms of thought and expression, unprejudiced intellectual inquiry, economics, and social progress to bring influence and guiding actions of nobility and justice to the decisions made in this chamber today. Okay. Uh, how about... Uh, freedom of thought and expression. Not not the freedom of thought and expression that you and I revere, but the hedonistic freedom of thought. When they mean freedom of thought, they mean freedom of thought with no consequences, whether you're a pedophile or murderer, a deviant, and that you should be able to freely express those because that is the spirit of our nature in this natural world. Nothing spiritual. It's all carnal. And then, how about this? Economics and social progress. They want to be at the top in social progress. Same buzzwords. For our liberation, for here and now, is our day of joy. There is no glorying in the hereafter. There's no heaven there's no going back to the Father. There's no going to heaven and an, a beautiful afterworld. It's all the here and now, baby. It's all hedonism. Get what you can and, uh, uh, and be what you want to be. Aleister uh, Crowley, School of Thought. 
It's all about the here and now. So you wonder why these people are selling us out, why they are anti-humanists, because they're Satanists. It's all about the here and now. It's about power and their expression. They're not worried about a hereafter. They're not worried about their children. They're not worried about our country or the future of this world. It's what they can gain now. Power, immunity, and be able to commit their deviant crimes with impunity. That's all they're after. Hail Satan. Seize this glorious day and enchanting night to celebrate the wonders of the natural world. A lot of creepy, sick things happen at night for Satanists. Once again, think things of a carnal, sexual, deviant nature. And yes, even murder and torture. That's their uh, seize the day. Don't think carpe diem like we think. I'm surprised since he started this invocation with the Latin forms of Lucifer and Satan that he didn't say carpe diem. But it's not the carpe diem that you and I think of, of taking advantage of, you know, enjoy the day with your family. Also seize the day to get things done. No, seize the day. It's 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 the philosophy of eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we die and it all ends. All right, so that's the philosophy of Satanists. They believe that Satan is uh, rebelling against the tyrannical God the Father and that them as followers are to seize the day and follow Aleister Crowley and do as you wish or do as you may or something like that, whatever the satanic Aleister Crowley thing is. Just live your life and do what you will. It's okay because there is no hereafter. Okay, so we now can establish that these people are anti-humanists and therefore the here and now. Now, let me let me play this for you. This is crazy. There's a lot of crazy things we're going to look at in this episode. Be forewarned. This episode may not be everyone's cup of tea, but I want you to understand the level of evil that we're dealing with. If some of you are not religious, that's okay. Because these people believe in these philosophies and they're working against you. So even if you're not a Christian or a Jew or a Muslim or if you have no Judeo-Christian belief, if you just believe there's a higher authority, if you believe there's no God, if you're agnostic or atheist, that's what you believe. But these people believe in a rebellious fallen angel and they're following him in destroying and taking their freedoms from all of us. So yes, it behooves every one of us to know what these people are up to and what they're thinking. Which leads us to this. Just when you thought you heard it all, this lady, (laughs) we are assuming she, they, is, are a lady, who looks like she hasn't missed a meal in her life, explains with no sense of irony or shame that farming the land... Fishing for food and worse still, making money is now on par with mass murder or genocide. Her name is Jojo Meda. She's the founder of Stop Ecocide Now. 
I mean, ecocide as a word is becoming more, it's becoming better known around the world, and the concept is generally mass damage and destruction of nature. Um, but legally speaking, um, what our organisation and other collaborators aim to do is to have this recognised legally as a serious crime. Putting this in context, for those of you watching the video version of this, you can see she is speaking at the World Economic Forum. This is someone speaking at Davos to the elites. I call them elitists because they think they're elites. They're elitists. This is the kind of philosophy that's being considered and talked about among the satanic, non-humanist, evil, wicked, wanting to take away your freedom so they can express themselves fully in their carnal, evil nature. This is what's going on at Davos. These are the ideas that are being considered. Ecocide. Everything that man does that destroys the ecosystem, they're fighting to make this a crime. Because one of the issues that sort of pervades all of this discussion is that we have a kind of cultural, very ingrained habit of not taking damage to nature as seriously as we take damage to people and property. Um, and that, I mean, you know, if you're campaigning for human rights, at least you know mass murder, torture, all of these things are serious crimes. But there's no equivalent in the environmental space. Um, and so, and, and you know, unlike a an international crime like genocide that in, involves a specific intent. With ecocide, what we see is actually what people are trying to do, what businesses are trying to do, is make money, is, you know, is farm, is fish, is do all of these things that are um, you know, producing energy and so on um, as well. But what's, it, what's missing is the awareness and the conscience around the side effects, around the collateral damage that happens with that. Kudos to, is it Ezra Levant who's still over at Rebel News in Canada? Is that still his thing? For bringing us these WEF reports. So, Echoside. It, it, they now want to jail you and take away your freedom for fishing, farming, for trying to subsist and live on this planet is now Echoside. It's a crime against nature. I guess equivalent to genocide or mass murder. Now, here's what I don't understand. Here is where the cognitive dissonance, I think, would, if, if I were one of these people, and I would, if I were one of these people, I wouldn't be me, but if I were one of these people and still had my logical way of thinking, if I am nothing more than an animal, a mammal, with my urges and my carnal, natural nature, then am, am, am I not just part of the ecosystem? For instance, you don't see them uh, decrying the fact that predators hunt prey, that some animals are carnivores and prey on other mammals. But if we are part of this system, then what's the crime of us? eating lower life forms, destroying lower life forms. I mean, even when Bambi eats some green, he's destroying and killing that plant, a lower non-sentient life form. So if we as humans do it, what's the crime? If supposedly we're just, you know, a bunch of cells that can be killed in a womb and can be murdered in the name of even 
saving the planet. Are you following my trend of thought here? If we are nothing more than just parts of nature, then why are we criminals for being part of nature and doing what nature does and eating and destroying and dominating lower life forms? I just don't understand. But this does serve as an introduction for us to talk about Davos. Now, Davos is is done. What it wrapped up last week, I believe. But this is, (laughs) as uh, Cat Canada put it, this is the latest buzzword to drop from the devil's den in Davos. Farming, fishing, and making money is now ecocide. So basically, if you want to live, you're committing a crime if these people get their way. Truly evil. Truly evil. Jojo Meta is the founder of Stop Ecocide Now. And I guess since she explained it in her upper English, uh, upper class English accent to her ultra-rich peers in Davos, that, uh, that it's okay. That it's enlightened. Say anything with a British accent. And it just sounds more enlightened than if, I guess, from from a high-class, proper British accent. Maybe not like, I don't know, the British accents. Cockney, I guess, is not considered high-class. I could be wrong. Someone put it down below. I may have just showed my ignorance. I just love people and don't judge them. That's my sin. I guess Echocide doesn't include killing whales to put up windmills. Because remember, they're all about saving the planet by having wind generation, which kills uh, sea life. That's right. Net zero is not net population growth of zero. That's what they were after all along. No more euphemisms about carbon emissions. They're moving on. Yes, it's not net zero emissions. It's net zero humans. Ecocide is actually elitocide, which is allowing unelected elites to tell farmers to stop farming Fishers to stop fishing, miners to stop mining. When you allow these things to happen, that is when you starve. Undress happens and society collapses because you listen to the stupidity of the unelected elite class who never intended to stop eating or owning everything. That's what they convinced you to do. I'm reading comments on social media, on Twitter, for those of you listening to the podcast, people's reactions to this craziness. But Paul G said it best. These people are evil. These people are sick. And they're Satanists. And they want to defend the planet. Yet they fly into Davos in their private jets. We're looking at a picture here of some of the big and small planes, private planes, that fly into Davos. The New York Post in this article, a well-connected Davos regular says, you can almost smell the magic of the place when you're there. Everyone's got an agenda and you never know who you're going to run into when you come out of a restroom. It could be Bill Gates. You're around some of the smartest people in the world, but one thing you learn is that they're not always so smart. But one thing you'll learn is that they are sick deviants. Listen how the New York Post tries to sell this. World Economic Forum head Klaus Schwab, while portrayed as a real-life Dr. Evil in far-right circles, is probably more of a high-rent P.T. Barnum than sinister global conspiracist. Last year, Vanity Fair pointed out that Schwab developed the forum from an earnest meeting of policy work wonks into a glittering assembly of the world's richest people. 
He has achieved this by ingratiating himself with those who wield power, and especially the billionaire class, a tribe known as Davos Man. Not all Davos men or women are created equal, though. There's a caste system. And this, folks, you got to see this or hear this because I'll explain it to you for those of you listening on the podcast. Even among the elites, there's elitism, which should come as no surprise. This is almost laughable and seems like it would be parody, but this is actually how they identify themselves. Even within their elitist circle, there's a caste system. Everyone has to wear a colored badge with their full name on it at all times, and the color is an instant way of judging their importance. The real flex is being so famous that you hide the badge. And there's a picture here of A-lister Goldie Hawn, who apparently attends every year. Here's how it works. If you have a white badge with blue lines, you got invited to Davos and you're the highest of the elites. You were asked to come. So you're the creme de la creme. If you've got a white with a blue line and a dot, that means you're a strategic partner and you pay half a million dollars or more. What it means is you have access to a secret elevator in the convention center which takes you to a secret VIP room. The New York Post jokingly says it turns out to be exactly the same as all the other rooms in the center. If you have a white badge, then you're a spouse. So it says that you feel important and ignored at the same time. You're just a spouse of someone who's a big wig. Orange is working press. So you get to chase after CEOs to ask them what the mood is while being constantly told you're barred from places you actually want to go. So orange means that... (laughs) You are the press and you're only there to show the world what they want the world to see. Nothing more. But if you have orange with a purple line, well, you're even, you're you're scum of the earth because you're, you're, you're a technical supporter of the reporters. World uh, Economic Forum blue, dark blue badge means that you're a WF permanent staff. So you're waiting on them ham and foot. If you have a light blue badge, you're volunteer working with the permanent forum staff. So you are assisting the peons. And then from everyone down below, you probably don't even have access to to actually be in Davos because if you have a, a purple one, you're technicians who work behind the scenes. If you have a green, you're just part of the entourage. Uh... I'm friendly enough with head of state or Bill Clinton to get a Davos badge without being invited. Actually, I'm sorry. That's a pretty good one to have. So you're friendly. You're not a bigwig, but you're friendly with the bigwig. Or you're one of their horse. And then the white with blue uh, and photo of the promenade with red and yellow, that just means that you're a minion. There's a picture of Anthony Scaramucci. There's these uh, parties they have. That's the big thing. Wine parties and other substances. I'm sure there's uh, adrenochrome if you believe that to be true. It's true. It's true. Adrenochrome is true. It's not a conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy fact. It's real. Sounds weird to us, but these people practice all kinds of things. They ingest. They get blood plasma transfusions and blood transfusions from younger people 
to renovate their bodies. Remember, these people are not at all about living a life, a moral life for a reward in the hereafter or because they love God and Jesus. They don't want to follow the great Jehovah. They don't want to follow the great Jesus Christ. They don't want to follow the great Allah, if that is your cup of tea, to get a reward. Everything's about the here and now. And they want to prolong their life here. Anthony Scaramucci, who was uh, very, very shortly the press secretary for President Trump, I thought he'd be a good one. But he's part of the elitists. And of course, he is totally anti-Trump now. But what they do after hours, people actually go there for the after hour stuff. The parties. It's very dark. Zero Hedge has done reports on it. When you click on these, they uh, they go to articles where you have to be a $35 a month or $85 a month subscriber to see uh, they're archived. But just the uh, titles of these. Dark Side of Davos, revealed as global elite bookings for sex workers soar. I remember reading this article last year in Zero Hedge. A corrupt circle jerk of select human beings. Did Davos just reach peak creepy? I wonder what that was about. But here we go. Boy, you you want to get a hooker during Davos? Okay, another article I read says that the men, you know, I show you that they have a, they have a badge for the spouse. Most of the guys show up without their spouses, and the uh, the going rate is twenty five hundred dollars a night for hookers and secret dinners, and they are sold out. What's on the menu this year? The New York Post described caviar, magic mushrooms, gold leaf desserts, A-list selfies, $2,500 per night hookers, and secret dinners. If you want to uh, have a hooker at Davos, you need to book early because I guess all the best ones are taken. All local service providers are completely booked during World Economic Forum Week. Why would anyone care about what these hedonists have to say? They don't like humans. They're all about themselves and their pleasure. Why should we care anything that comes out of their pie holes? Well, we should care. Let me rephrase that. We should care. We, you, me, and those uh, part of the truth movement should care because we want to know what direction they're going in so we can defend ourselves and pivot accordingly. Now, why should anyone care who thinks that these people are enlightened and that their ideas should actually be implemented? Well, that's what I meant by who should really care what these people think. They're out to kill and destroy us. All local service providers are completely booked during WEF week for hookers, confirms owner B. Conrad. People kept to themselves in Davos. Their, par- their partners mostly stayed at home. In addition, alcohol and parties contribute to the high demand for his services, according to the co-founder. Apart from that, there are many customers in Davos who are not price sensitive and who value the privacy of our app all the more. In general, it says about sex and more about the so-called girlfriend experience, i.e. the pretense of an intimate relationship. So that, I, I guess, not just the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, but feeling that you have an intimate relationship with a fake girlfriend that pretends to be your girlfriend? This is a whole new world, folks. A whole new world. 
Why even have intimacy and a loved one when you can just pay someone to play the part? Depending on the customer, a booking takes place uh, between 4 and 12 hours, sex worker Mia May said. Adding to the cost of her service is about 2,000 francs or $2,300. Aside from the unspoken Dark Devils Nights, World Economic Forum is, try- is trying to rebuild trust. So, that's, what, that, that's what's going on, folks. That's what this evil is all about. Hedonism and destroying people. All right, let's talk about the evil here at home, the FBI. The FBI entrapped a 16-year-old autistic young man. This is sick. It is appalling that the government never once reached out to his parents, even while they were sending undercover agents to befriend him online, starting when he was 16 years old. The report of the FBI helping an autistic 16-year-old plan a trip to join ISIS. They're not just trying to entrap MAGA and patriots who love this country and revere the Constitution. They're trying to entrap 16-year-olds into ISIS. ISIS, by the way, is one of the many tentacles of the Hydra arm of the deep state of CIA and world intelligence agencies. An investigative report by The Intercept has revealed the FBI assisted an autistic teenager in planning a trip to join ISIS as part of an entrapment operation. In the report, investigative journalist uh, Murtaza Hussein revealed that 18-year-old Husman Mashkur was charged with attempting to provide material support to a terrorist organization after four FBI agents groomed him to join the Islamic State through through online exchanges. FBI agents posing as members of ISIS started exchanging messages when he was with, the, with, with this young man when he was 16 years old and messages continued until the time of his arrest when he was 18. Yeah. They're trying to entrap people into fake kidnapping of governors. Think uh, Gretchen Whitmer. Think January 6th. What are they not plotting over at the FBI? In response to the FBI's entrapment scheme, Majkur's defense attorneys shared, it is appalling the government never once reached out to his parents, even when they were sending undercover agents to befriend him online, starting with 16 years old. Almost all the conduct he's alleged to have committed took place when he was a juvenile. Why did they just report his parents and stop the activity? Because these people are evil. He had just cleared security at Denver International Airport when the FBI showed up, The agents had come to arrest the 18-year-old who was diagnosed with a developmental disability and charged with terror-related crimes. At the time of the arrest, a relative later said in court, Mashko was reading Diary of Wimpy Kids Open in a new tab. That's a book written for elementary school children. That doesn't really mean much, though, to the FBI. Hey, in full disclosure, my kids love those Diary of Wimpy Kids books. And I read the first one. I'm like, why are my kids so enthralled by these books? And let me tell you, that first Diary of a Wimpy Kid, that's a very funny book. Very, very, I could see why kids like it. I enjoyed reading it as an adult with my children. When when you homeschool your kids, you, uh, even if you don't, but you tend to read a lot of stuff that they're reading. And you also get to influence 
what they read. That's why my kids read 1984 and Animal Farm and 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership and other things that they're probably, at least today's day and age, they wouldn't have been exposed to at in public school. But it's not about me. This is about the evil FBI entrapping a 16-year-old. And if they're entrapping 16-year-olds, that just sheds light on the fact that they have no qualms about entrapping people who were just there at the Capitol. It's been announced they're now going to go after people who didn't even go in the Capitol but were on the Capitol grounds on January 6th. And the overall evil that is the Federal Bureau of Intimidation. All right, so these are just insights into the evil that we have to deal with. We'll have a more uplifting episode tomorrow. Until then, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Thank you.